I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive podcast on shallow topics. I am one of your hosts, Margot Bupard. And I am one of your other hosts, Emily Beijin. Welcome to a mini episode. This is very exciting. I think this will be a really interesting topic to discuss. <laughs> you sound just like Brody at the end of the hills. All I need you to do is have a faraway stare that makes me want to ask if you're feeling okay. I was looking that way towards the mic a little <laughs> bit. I was like, wow, I'm giving it Brody eyes. I'm so sorry to continue to make Real Housewives references for like the six people who get them. But his faraway look reminded me there was a reunion, not last season, but the season before where Ramona Singer, iconic OG housewife, they're in the middle of having like a really like lighthearted, easygoing conversation because it's like the last part of this three-part reunion. And all of a sudden she laughs and then stops laughing abruptly and then just looks out into the distance and she kind of looks like a Paddington bear doll that's been left in the rain. She just like, for a moment, she just like goes slack and her eyes look off and like she glazes over and it's wild. And Brody had the same look. And I don't frequently ask white men this question, but are you okay? I mean, I guess we know the answer now is no due to his personal life playing out in the tabloids, which I suppose they tried so hard to keep so much of what was what little happened over the course of this fucking season that (laughs) it got to the point where it ended up playing in the tabloids anyway. So it didn't really matter if you tried to keep it out of there. If anything, it helped. I can't tell you the number of times I looked to Margot as we were watching this and just kept yelling, uh, foreshadowing. I mean, now, obviously, 50-50 is hindsight kind of shit. You can see... I mean, by the way, you could tell from the very first episode of this reboot that they weren't going to fucking last Brody and his not not his wife because they're not legally married. They're not legally married. When you're living out of your car... Oh, my God. Brody's like though his dodge and dive of like why he's not into paperwork sounds so fucking sketchy. Like it sounds like he's the next person that's gonna get taken down by the IRS, a la the situation. The moment you have to continually look to the camera and say, We are fine, we are in love, we have nothing wrong. My favorite one was, we are extremely love and we are extremely happy, which is exactly how people who are married talk. Of course. I, 
I reached out to some friends. I asked them, do you talk to your spouse this way? And they all said, yes, definitely 100% normal. And if I hear that as a single person, I in turn will certainly not think, sure, Jan. (laughs) No, you will definitely be like, this is normal. I can't wait to say this about my future spouse. That's a hashtag relationship goal. I can't wait to (laughs) scream into the ether how fucking happy we are. Honestly, we should have counted, but then that would kind of be weird. But I was very curious because he just said it so much. And because of the way that they jammed this finale in, well, they squished two episodes together to make it like a two hour finale instead. So it really heightened the like, we're happy. We're so happy. We're extremely happy. It just, I mean, honestly felt like we were trying to be brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. We were in a cult of please believe that Brody is a good husband. He wasn't even a husband because even you, you struggled to call Caitlin his ex-wife. Yeah. And much like a cult, you know, they were never legitimately married. He claimed that they were in a loving relationship, even though he was clearly sleeping with other people, much like cult leaders often do. Well, apparently there were threesomes. I guess maybe we got ahead of ourselves because we just rewatched the finale and now we're all hyped on our Brody hatred slash confusion at this point. Because even though he's definitely the pinnacle of that dude that you knew in high school that was really hot, but every time he opened his mouth, you're like, ay, 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 this is bad, stop. So we're going to recap the whole season of The Hills New Beginnings, which might sound like an undertaking that we cannot do in 30 minutes, but I assure you, we can, because this entire season, nothing fucking happened, and the bulk of... The interesting things that have happened, A, happened off screen, which obviously was the Miley Cyrus, Caitlin Carter, post-divorce relationship. And then um, what happened over the course of this finale? This is probably the most interesting everybody has been. It was like everybody finally fucking woke up. But now that the the season is over, and I'm actually not sure if they're going to have a second season, because I don't think that this season went well. I think that they greenlit the second season, MTV greenlit the second season on the strength of the premiere episode, which, you know, of course, every tune exactly. And of course, there's gonna be a steep drop off. And I think because it was just like, so not well received, it didn't get any coverage anywhere, at least not the coverage that, you know, they would want that would get people to tune in because again, nothing happened. I tweeted at some point that the Hills New Beginnings are people just walking in and out of rooms saying the phrase, the truth that will come out. And then Brody Jenner just bitching about how hard marriage is because that's what it was for however many episodes there were, which by the way, it was incredibly difficult to figure out when the fuck this finale was going to happen so that we could better plan recording this fucking recap. Yeah. I mean, we really, it just kind of came out of the blue and was like, oh, so this happened. But there was no action on Twitter or anything for me to have thought. Like, I mean, oh, did anybody watch myself. all of it? I feel no. like only me and my friend Veronica are the only ones that watched the whole thing for I some reason. A ha- I'll be honest. I watched a handful of episodes because they do such a great job recapping and telling you next time on the Hills what's going to happen. Well, that's just like any other reality episodes. show. I mean, that's like 90 Day yes. Fiance is guilty of doing that where it, it's technically two hours but it only has 30 minutes of new footage yes yes but unlike some of these other shows including the bachelor franchise housewives franchise 98 Day fiance you don't get to miss some interesting tidbits in those in between episodes here there were some nuggets here and there but ultimately i don't think i felt like i missed out on a whole lot no you as i kept telling you you caught the most interesting episodes because there was nothing that happened in the last 
honestly, I blacked out. I, I didn't black out. I just like background watched it all the time because it was perfect background noise. I actually would never even notice when the commercials started because I was not really fully paying attention. I'd look up every five minutes and be like, uh-huh. Oh, and even Bachelor in Paradise will get me to like not fully work if I'm background watching it because, yeah. you know, someone's crying or throwing up or doing unnecessary cartwheels or doing that weird dance with the finger guns at the end that will haunt my fucking dreams till the day I die. Fuck you, Blake. Anyway, let's run through these beautiful idiots. Yep. And I, no tagging. <laughs> Don't tell them I said that. Because <laughs> I am, let's just start with Stephanie because honestly, as the season progressed, the one thing that did happen for me was I became terrified of Stephanie as the season went on. She seems very mean and maybe Spencer is right. Oh God, I'm going to throw up. I can't believe I just fucking said that. Spencer might be the one that's on the closer side of the truth than Stephanie in all of this um, public family feuding that's been going on over the last couple of years. Yeah. Because I just saw her like attack Audrina over nothing. And also, how are you going to fucking attack Audrina? Someone who was on her side, by the way, in episode two was like, quote, I think you <laughs> one need of to the few cut- episodes Emily saw. I think you need to cut them off a little when referring <laughs> to Spencer and Heidi. So someone who sided with her, ultimately. Yeah, and, like, she blew this Justin Bobby thing all out of proportion, which, by the way, I mean, I can tell you my Justin Bobby summation of the season, which is, you're boring. Like I told you, I mean, I think the really most exciting thing for me is that he somehow got the entire wardrobe from Johnny Depp's Sauvage ad to be, you know, his wardrobe for the season. I, I believe I said this in our initial recap, which is, we will find Justin Bobby bearing his silver jewelry in the desert one day. Mark my words. Oh, the only other thing I learned about Justin Bobby over the course of the show, which, again, happened off air, which, again, goes back to my chief complaint when drama happens off the air on Real Housewives. I don't give a fuck if I don't see it on camera. Picture didn't happen. Exactly. Well, just like... I don't want to hear you tell me about something that I'd rather be watching unfold. Right. You should have brought that shit up on camera. But this is a sidebar. Um, apparently, after the hills wrapped, but sometime between his Nicaraguan uh, adventure, because that's like what he says in like the first episode of like what he's been up to. Yeah. Apparently, he was also up to working at Home Depot, which obviously no shame. But even in this photo that I see of him several years ago when he worked at Home Depot, he's still, like, silver ring. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine? You're and there. he's got, no, Emily, the kicker is that he's got, like, a little hanky in his back pocket no. of his jeans. I'm like, no, no one believes that you know anything oh, about God. home renovation. You know that over that Home Depot, under that Home Depot apron, he was wearing a vest. <laughs> he was wearing a vest. Hi, I'm Justin. Can I help you with your lumber needs? Oh, my God. <laughs> While he's adjusting his eyeliner. I, yeah, and probably giving unsolicited advice about stuff, too, because that seems like his there, forte. There are people in America who have some unstable tree houses because of Justin Bobby's I would not at Home give Depot. him that credit. Anyway, back to Stephanie. I found her to be terrifying. She came after Audrina, which honestly is like kicking a puppy it she just look at those big ass ceiling eyes she's and as we find out in this finale she's like still she was married for nine months and is still going through the process of a divorce a year later her divorce process was longer than her marriage that's not that's not fun 
Well, that nothing sucks. is fun about divorce. And then, that's of course, really not fun. Of course, Brody found a way to make it all about himself, being of like, course. "See, see, this is why you don't get legally married. I'm like, just get a prenup, like a regular person. Stop your, acting. Your family like, should have a plethora of lawyers. Exactly. To Stop acting like you don't have access to lawyers. Like, what are you fucking you saying? You can ask anyone in your family for one. You They've just all had many. Yeah, you just want plausible deniability about ever being married and just fucking be real about it. We can all see through your bullshit just like we all see this fucking relationship crashing down. When his wife or girlfriend, Caitlin, is leans over across the table to Stephanie at some point because I'm still making it related to Stephanie. She's like, ooh, did I tell you? Brody and I are waiting to have kids. I'm like, yeah, bitch, you're going to wait till never because y'all ain't ever fucking having kids together. And you should be fucking grateful that you came to your senses. Yeah. I'm happy for her. That the man she... would not even... I mean, then we come to find out towards the end of the episode that they basically split up because he refused to legally marry her in the States. Which, like, I don't under, like, I don't understand. Like, why? What is the big fucking deal? It is just a piece of paper. Why are you trying to pretend, like, you don't have the ability to undo a fucking wedding? Also... Look at Kim Kardashian! You're fucking fine! Look at Britney Spears! You could just... You guys break up, you would be able to keep all your money, and I mean, how much money do you make as a fucking DJ anyway? Like, calm down. And then doing that to your wife or whatever also fucking sucks because it means that you don't trust her and that you have one foot out the door the whole fucking time, which, again, Spencer, for whatever reason, is the fucking voice of reason, and it blows my mind. In In a sea of, like, you would never expect this to happen, Spencer comes out as, like, the supportive partner husband who is just, like, what you want out of a man. And that is saying a lot. I mean, I as we were watching their vow renewal, which would be a curse, but I don't believe them to ever be able to break up. I just, no. I do not see that ever happening. No. They are fake about a lot of stuff, but they are genuine in their relationship, which is they, truly astonishing. They will die notebook style. Like, they are going to be in the well, hospital room together. Well, isn't that a part of their sad, weird vows? I'm like, they're sh- like, yeah. didn't, wasn't Heidi like, yeah, and then, like, we both die at the exact same time, then we got to have it together. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, they're doing it. They're going down notebook style. I mean, if you surround yourself in enough crystals, you should be able to make that happen. Surrounded by a thing, an outline of crystals. Yeah, it sh- they'll be fine. I'm yeah. not worried about them. Their hummingbirds will carry them off into the heavens or whatever it is that they want to be doing. <laughs> Just keep being your authentic, weird selves. Anyway, Stephanie scares the shit out of me um, for more reasons than one. She just seems like somebody that just, like, immediately... That'll just, like, start shit with you and not, like, in a fun way. Like, I feel like she wants to fight. (laughs) And maybe it's some of the residual crystal meth. Like, no offense. I don't know. I just feel like there's something slightly off about her in the way that, like, I feel like she has nothing to lose. She could always just go back to the UK I don't know. Oh, yeah. She scares me. I was not a fan of hers, but she did, you know, she came to work. I feel like, you know, if we're going to split this up into, like, people who showed up for their paycheck and people who did not show up for their paycheck, I would say that Justin Bobby did not show up for his paycheck versus Stephanie, who, like, tried to work hard. And then another person would be Audrina, even though, again, it's, like, it's great to know this now because then it makes sense in context, but she wasn't able to really kind of, like, get in there and do anything other than bring fucking Ryan Cabrera on a fucking boat ride to play a stupid acoustic guitar, which truly <laughs> kill me now. It was 
so annoying. So that was something that you missed. But true, I wouldn't make you sit through a boring ass episode only to reward you by Ryan Cabrera's hair singing a cover of "Hey There, Delilah" on a fucking boat in Marina del Rey. Like, who wants that to watch is the that? Saddest 2006 throwback, if there ever. Were Except one. it's 2019. Exactly. But Audrina didn't really show up a whole lot. I just sort of felt like she was sleepy, and they were trying to, and she was always sleepy. But I don't know why we were trying to center this whole show around her as if she could carry it. Because no offense, she can't. She is a supporting actress. She is not a lead. I And I think she knows that about herself. Yeah. But obviously, because of, like, a custody battle and a contentious divorce, she was not fully able to, like, be on camera. And she was really stressed out. And so, like, the biggest thing that she did was, like, launch, like, a bathing suit line or something. Honestly, I almost forgot about it until I started talking about her and was like, what else? What else? Oh. So, yeah, that was a bit of a snooze. Heidi and Spencer always deliver. Yeah. They really, I mean, they drove whatever minor plots they even had. And then I feel like this could have been, like, five episodes and all of it led up to Heidi and Spencer's vow renewal, and that would have been a more interesting way to do it. And it would have been a more natural way to bring in people who had nothing to do with this Hills universe, like Misha Barton and Brandon Lee. I would have rather they call it that. Like, yes, basically Spencer and Heidi's till death do we part, but no split like Carmen, uh, Electra, and Dave Navarro. Right, or even just like Heidi and Spencer 10-year vow renewal. Like, honestly, it could have been like the most baseline. I don't care. It could have even been like 10-year reunion. Uh, they did that for Jersey Shore. They they called family this family style. Yeah. Well, they started. It started as family reunion. Yes. And now it's family. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. They style because they just, they did it twice as a family reunion. They're like, well, people are still watching it, so we got to do, we got to call it something else. We can't else. call it a reunion anymore. It's no longer a reunion if it's once a year. I mean, maybe it is, but anyway, they could have made it a lot shorter and more succinct because I just feel like this show, there was so much fucking dead air. And Heidi and Spencer really are pros and earn their paycheck. They tried to sell off some really unconvincing unconvincing Sonic hamburger and milkshake fries spawn con within the episode. I mean, the spawn con alone over Mm. these episodes. Like, unnatural people just, like, Whitney and or Misha Barton being like, I can't wait to go home and whiten my teeth. I'm like, is this a sketch? Is this an... (laughs) Are you doing Cecily Strong in that Swarovski crystals? Sketch? Luxury. Romance. (laughs) Louis Vuitton heels. (laughs) Chocolate. Milk. Anyway, uh, it was very bizarre. And I get it. You know, you guys got to make money. You got to make it profitable. But not since (laughs) that episode of Alias where she's like, there, that 1996 Toyota Corolla. You're like, what is happening? (laughs) It's not what she said, but she like said the whole name of some like Ford or Toyota car, and I was like, "I'm I'm sorry, that took me out of your spy games." 
The new Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Look, a 2002 Ford Fiesta fully loaded stick shift with power windows. <laughs> but I thought Heidi's Hunter did a great job. I thought their vow renewal was great. I thought Heidi's performance of her glitter and guts or whatever the fuck her... Whatever the music was that she was lip syncing to very clearly. Uh, what she called a miracle. That the went, song? Oh. No, the performance. Well, she keeps talking about how she always wanted to be a pop princess and maybe Christian pop is her angle i think it was on uh oh no they didn't today they had a heidi discography retrospective which i thought was very funny because i had forgotten about almost all of her previous songs even though she was number seven in tokyo as she told us wow Mm -hmm. uh misha barton was interesting she definitely got into some fights she like stuck up for audrina because i think she recognized that stephanie going after her all season was not a cute look and was very strange she also tried to deal with some of her acting problems and, like, having her mom not be her manager. But, again, I think being normal and, like, fairly well-adjusted or, like, even somebody who is, who's been on camera their whole life, who's very conscious of the camera, so she knows when to reveal and when to not reveal. It felt really, the way that she acted on camera, it just felt really stilted and it just felt like she was kind of holding back. She just seemed kind of uncomfortable at every turn. And judging by the outfit that she wore to the vow renewal, I felt like she was not comfortable there. I described it as Southern California Victorian chic because everybody. Is I described a- it as my grandmother visiting us during Christmas because it was like, look, I am trying. I'm fun. Here's a, the skirt's pink and the top is flowers. Well, and it was just so frumpy. It was clearly hot outside because everyone there is. Well, then wearing, why is she yeah. wearing a Victorian well, no, turtleneck what I'm shirt? Saying, though it's like clearly she has some issues with with like, you know, herself and like and what she looks like right now and, and probably is still dealing with some stuff if she's fully covered like that when it's yeah. however many degrees outside at a wedding, an outdoor wedding. This is true. I mean, Misha seems like a good friend, and I'm sorry that she's having drama with her family. She, she again, is just, like, too normal. Yeah. And there's, just like, a normal person involved. It's just like, okay, because she, like, wants to get involved, and she'll, like, fight, and then when people are being ridiculous, she's like, okay, I'm done. Like a regular person would. Even her big thing, like, where, again, I know I've I've episode two is one of the few episodes I watched where she has that confrontation with Perez Hilton and it's pretty much just a thing where she tells him what she needs to say she confronts him she doesn't get petty about it and then is not willing to accept his bullshit I swear on my kid's life and then he walks away and then that's that she handled it in a healthy manner that was the big climax and then it was done yeah I as I told you earlier it's a housewife trope that as soon as somebody swears on their children they're obviously lying to you. So she wasn't going to take a shit. And I mean, I feel like that episode two was kind of a good barometer for every episode that wasn't this finale, which was, again, the most interesting thing that they did all season, which is that it would, everything would be a big nothing. It was like a series of like vignettes where they're like, I'm mad. I'm mad, too. The truth will come out. OK. And then like next scene, like nothing. And it felt like every, like absolutely nothing happened. And then like stuff did happen, but I don't really know what it was. Um, similarly, but the flip side of Misha would be Brandon, who I thought was the most mature, level-headed, and best addition-wise. As he says in the finale, all of these people in their 30s are acting this way around me. I'm the youngest, and yet I'm acting the most like an adult. Yeah, and he's sober too, but unlike Jason, seems to be having an easier time with it. No offense to Jason, but there is like a recovery... He has a relapse in one episode. I feel like 
the Hills didn't handle Audrina's abusive marriage all that well. And maybe there's like some legal stuff going around that of what she can and can't say on camera and stuff like that as to why they did possibly edit around it strangely. But they handled Jason's relapse really well, I thought, which was really interesting because I definitely expected them to fuck that up. And then they also handled Whitney's miscarriage and mixed feelings over having a second child anyway really well, too. And I was very surprised. But I think it kind of goes... I think it's more um, on the part of Jason and Whitney, respectively, for being so open and candid, and that the camera just let them talk instead of trying to be like, waka waka. Yeah. Well, and also, I was, of all the shows, to showcase, like, really complicated feelings of what it's like to be a mother, but to feel, you know, all these different feelings in the midst of a miscarriage, and feeling like maybe I wasn't ready, I'm, I was very surprised that it's MTV of all networks on a show of, like The Hills. Yeah, followed by sh- a show. The Hills is followed by Teen Mom. In a sh- yeah, well, in that universe, to have showcased what is probably uh, something that a lot of shows have not handled well and have shown as portrayed as a very one-dimensional thing. Yeah. Um, but back to Brandon. There's not really much to say. Um, his girl exclusive friend, as the lower third told us, actually. Yeah. When they break up or whatever is happening on that pier, when she says, you should get a Grammy for your acting, that was quite good. (laughs) What a great note to go out on. (laughs) Um, And basically, Brandon can seduce me with Spongebob episodes anytime. Yeah. And I like that in that breakup scene, like I I said to you, he was wearing a Sega Dreamcast sweatshirt. So excellent throwback. Just had to share that. Well, as I told you and also texted Ronnie... I would risk it all for Brandon. (laughs) He's the best addition to the cast. I really was not expecting to be charmed by him, and he really did pull off that suit. He did. We did talk about Brody and Caitlin. Do we want to talk about, like, what's happening with them now? Because at the very end, Caitlin pulls Ashley aside, Jason Waller's wife, who I also really liked. I ended up liking a lot of, like, random ancillary characters. characters, I liked Brandon. I liked Ashley. I liked Whitney. She was on the fringe because of the miscarriage stuff. She took kind of a back seat. And I have some thoughts on how to use Whitney next season, should there be a next season, and we will get to that in a second. But Brody and Caitlin, we saw from a mile, from the very first episode, from the second yep. that he called his wife, who we had not even been introduced to yet, he called her like a crazy bitch or a psycho or something. And he had slept in his car the night before. Because she was a crazy bitch, quote unquote. I, I feel like that intro just told me everything. I was like, these two are going to break up. So when they did eventually divorce, I was actually just surprised they didn't hold off on the news until... The Hills That Finished airing. Maybe that was what they thought would be the contingency on the season two renewal, though. It's like, oh, if we hold this in time and at the right point, maybe, just maybe, we can still ride on this gravy train. But I'm sure you all know by now that Caitlyn is now dating Miley Cyrus. Yep. And it comes to light towards the end of this episode after they've been... Oh, my God. This was, like, another super annoying thing that the both of them did. This entire finale episode, Caitlin and Brody were both just like, ugh, like, everybody's gossiping about us, and I I can't stand it. And, like, everybody needs to stop gossiping. We're like, we're going to leave. Then fucking leave. Then get off the show. Do you not know who the fuck you're dealing with right now? Do you not know you're on the hills? You signed up for this. No one forced you. Yeah, it just... It blew my mind. It was so annoying and is not... A character trope it doesn't move plot forward like take some improv classes say yes and and fucking get on with it do not get mad at ashley because she's literally doing her job she came to work 
She did the work. Fuck off. The only thing that you two are doing are making everybody feel uncomfortable with your bullshit. So it was like, they went from, I really want to have a baby, I'm 30, I'm old, to I'm going to freeze my eggs, to rumors of them having an open relationship. But And this is why I like Ashley, and because I had similar feelings about a couple of friends telling me about their open relationship where it was not an open relationship if only the guy gets to fuck around and you just kind of like sit there. That's just like, I don't know, condone cheating. At least in my eyes, that's what it looks like because an open relationship should be open for both people. Both Both people people should be doing stuff and communicating. Fully consensual. And it just sort of felt like, you know, Brody seems like the type of person and he even says it at the end of the episode that he does whatever the fuck he wants and he's not really super interested in hearing second opinions about anything. So it's sort of, felt like maybe she was going to stick it out until she had a baby and maybe he calmed down. Just like perhaps she thought that he was going to calm down when they got married in Indonesia. Which still, no one no knows one, how to pronounce. No one knows what they're... I guess, honestly, the best part about this reboot is figuring out that no one can actually read on the show, apparently. Or at least not Brody or Spencer. I have to applaud the producers who are probably, by episode two, realizing what they got themselves into and uh, and their decision to not tell anyone how to pronounce Indonesia for now I'm even saying it Indonesia Indonesia <laughs> oh it was maybe their single source of entertainment really in the snooze fest that was just most l- of these episodes yeah just letting these idiots say it wrong that's what these producers had to look forward to every day when they woke up and made their morning coffee Indonesia anyway you could see that their relationship was doomed from the start so it wasn't super surprising. And I guess post this finale when we find out it's not an open relationship, they have threesomes, so it's that's that's the part of their relationship that everybody's kind of like getting twisted, which I've never listened to Brody's podcast, and that's sort of the crux of where all of these rumors were coming from in the later half of the season. And, like, they weren't even, like, really rumors. Everybody just sort of seemed like, oh, yeah, you didn't know that? It felt very matter-of-fact, but Brody was so over-the-top in his denial. It was, like, so exhausting to just, like, have somebody scream at you how happy they are and how fucking much they love their wife. It's like, yes, of course, everybody knows that's what normal people do. Anyway, so their divorce wasn't super shocking, and now that we know that they had threesomes the whole time, it's even less shocking. And then she, Caitlin even has, like, a little throwaway line when they're all at that, like, sort of fake rehearsal dinner where she's like, everybody's a little, or every woman's a little bit lesbian. Uh, was that, did I get that right? Yeah, I yeah. think you did. So I'm, I, I think it's so much better. I feel like she probably did upgrade with Miley, because as I told you as we were watching... <laughs> This Hills reboot that uh, Brody Jenner does not strike me as a man who eats you out at all. So at least she is having probably way better sex than she was with Brody, who seems like he probably just looks at himself in the mirror the whole fucking time. So Brody Jenner joins the illustrious club of no, I just give, I I don't give, I just receive up there with DJ Khaled. Yeah. So have fun having sex with the 19 year old you're probably going Uh, to He's banging um, Josie Canseco. Oh, yeah. Go A's. Yeah, for sure. Yes, good, cool. Okay, I don't think we need to talk about them anymore. We, <laughs> we think we can wrap this up. I think we pretty much covered everybody. Whitney, who was barely in it, but as we come to find out in this last episode, she had a miscarriage. And I think if they come back for a second season, what they need to do is, I wouldn't say make Whitney the lead, but make her like the narrator. Remember they used to have narration over the hills and it used to be Lauren. I mean, just have Whitney do it. She's the most sane, normal, emotionally balanced person. She seems genuinely nice. Like I was telling you earlier, I was like, I feel like we could be neighbors. Like she, her and her husband 
seem incredibly normal. I, I really cannot stress, en- stress that enough. But just, like, with a really good fashion sense. I mean, yeah. she's a content marketer. Like, we have the same fucking job. Like it's it. just... And that's not, I know that's not glamorous and I know that's no, not what people want, but, but she pays taxes, you know, and like yeah. you said, and she, and like, I, I know that I could have a conversation with her and it would be cool. Like she, you're right. She would be a great narrator. I think that's really her. She's like the, re- the, the relatable entry point to getting into the prats of this episode. I yeah. mean, truly, I feel like they could lose half this cast. Why the fuck was Frankie even there? Useless. For nostalgia's sake. I mean. Useless. His wife was interesting at the very end when she fi- like he finally let her be on camera because every time he was on camera, well, the thing that I thought that was the funniest was when he gets to the house and Brandon's there and he's telling him about how him and Ashley broke up and he's like, oh, are you drowning your sorrows? He's like, this is a virgin pina colada. I don't drink. He's like, oh, all right, drowning your sorrows. I'm like, get the fuck away from him. <laughs> Leave Brandon alone. But yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a second season. Uh, this was kind of painful just to get to the finale. I think... They would have to do some cast shakeup in order to justify it coming back. Maybe single Brody would make it more interesting. I'm not sure. Uh, and, like, maybe one cameo by way of Lauren or Lowe or just someone. Like, they're not a full cast member or I don't something. Know. I don't I even know if I need that. I guess she's so outside of their life now. Like, yeah. I don't think I need them to have a central goal. Like, vow renewal. Um, like, a leading up to. You're absolutely yeah. right. They yeah. need they need an end point, I think. And I don't think it needs to be as long as it was. It truly could come back for, like, five to eight episodes. Not everything needs ten or whatever. No, it it's, a, it's a good reality mini series. Yeah, I, I think maybe, like, Heidi records an album. I, I don't know. But I'm just spitballing. These are free ideas. But, yeah, um, I will miss this background noise, I guess, maybe. I still have a fiancé, so I guess not that much. I... We'll probably maybe look at up that Ryan Cabrera episode, but yeah, I don't see myself revisiting it. Well, what a lackluster ending, which is sort of how, I mean, we're ending it the way that Brody did, just staring off into the distance, contemplating everything, all of our choices that led us to this point. Thanks for listening to our mini episode of The Hills recapping new beginnings. We will be back with some more mini episodes in the future. Until then, there's a ton of other stuff in our feed. Just, you know, look around. Check it out. Go back and listen to our very first episode where we talk about Laguna Beach and the hills. I promise I have a lot more to offer in most episodes. Yeah, she's seen more episodes in... (laughs) She actually has done more research in prior episodes. I've done my work. Yes. Well, thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Ina Garten. Welcome to Be My Guest, the podcast. One of the best gifts you can give friends is spending time together. But what's even better than that? Cooking with them. On Be My Guest, the podcast, new friends and old stop by my barn for some conversation and great cooking. We talk about food, life, and everything in between. Listen to Be My Guest, the podcast with me, Ina Garten, and join us wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.